Stephen Grotes on SAFM. 11 after 7 Friday. Good morning. Well, some tense moments in Joburg yesterday. City Power said they were giving the Gauteng Health Department four hours to move patients and patients in critical care, as I understand it, from the Charlotte Macleke Hospital before it switched off power to the hospital. The hospital owes 40 million rand to City Power. Gauteng Health Department has not paid. City Power says the Helen Joseph Hospital owes them 13 million rand. Other hospitals also have large bills. So in the end, the Cooperative Governance Department in Gauteng, they intervened. City Power accepted it would not switch off the Charlotte McCreke Hospital. I sort of wonder if it was a bit of an empty threat, but certainly got everyone's attention. Uh, I must say, we'll speak to City Power in a sec. We'll speak to the SA Medical Association. We did ask to speak to Gauteng Health. They said they're not doing interviews on this today. I think they're focusing on World AIDS Day, but still, um, I would have preferred to be able to put some of these questions uh, to Harting Health. We have asked them about this before. Uh, they haven't, as far as I know, it hasn't quite been explained to me why they haven't paid their bills. So we start then with a spokesperson for City Power in, Joseph, in Joburg, Isaac Mangana. Good morning. Good, good morning to the listeners. It's a very dramatic thing to do. Why would you tell a hospital you're going to switch them off? I mean, that's a big threat. Um, look, Stephen, I think uh, we need to understand that we are running a business as City Power. We pay ESCOM billions annually to basically buy electricity, which we are expected to basically uh, sell to our customers. And customers here, I'm talking about the residential customers, yourself, uh, the businesses, industrial customers, and also government institutions. And as such, if we are not going to collect as much as we should, then we'll find ourselves um, in a difficult position operationally. And that's what we find ourselves currently, as I'm talking to you, um, City Power is basically at the loss. It's in the red. We are struggling in terms of the maintenance of our infrastructure. We are struggling uh, in terms of the material that we need to basically ensure that we keep the lights on. Um, they, we, it's been it's been it's been finished faster than we can replenish because of load shedding, because of cable theft, because of vandalism of the infrastructure. So you can see that we really need every cent that is sitting out there uh, that is owed to the city so that we can be able to do this. So the health department and the hospitals are not basically um, excluded from this. So if they owe, if they use it city and we deliver that electricity on a daily basis to them they've got them an obligation to basically ensure that they pay for that service and they can get their lights on so i i understand that and, I th- and isaac i think you'll know that i have some sympathy with city power because it's a difficult thing you're doing in a difficult environment i do think there might be a moral case here that you might have put patients in danger even though you didn't go through with the threat i can think of someone who maybe needed an operation maybe need, someone needed a particular procedure and because of the threat doctors would have decided not to do the procedure don't you actually have a moral responsibility to be a bit more careful here Look, it's a difficult balancing act that we have to make, Stephen. And I think one thing that you need to recognize is the fact that for for that account to come to so many millions, 40 millions, it means that we have basically been lenient. Um, Other customers immediately when it's 1 million or 500,000, yourself, Stephen, if it's just 30,000, we come and cut you off. So it's because of we have been going back and forth with them, negotiating, writing letters, and doing all sorts of things, knowing that they are the kind of essential service that they provide. So us threatening to cut off was really uh, an 
a, a last resort. It wasn't something that we woke up and say, we just want to ensure that we disrupt their essential operations. But remember, we also have, um, uh, 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 you know, regulatory uh, obligations to, to satisfy. Municipal Systems Act punishes us every time we are not collecting revenue that we had promised that we'll, 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 we'll collect. And as such, if we've got 40 million um, that has not been collected, in fact, half a, half a billion that is that is owed by government departments across the city of Johannesburg, um, and, and, and we're not collecting that because of there is a moral argument to be made, then we are also being hit uh, at the back by, 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 by other regulatory bodies. But also there is an expectation from essential services, and I'm talking about here electricity, water, and so forth, to have some level of backup system should electricity, whether through the cutoff or whether cable has been stolen or substation has bent, to keep their services running. So I think if even if we went ahead with that, uh, which we didn't, um, they, the expectation is that they need to basically have a backup to basically ensure that sure. they carry on with their essential okay. services. Isaac Mangana, thank you, spokesperson for Joburg City Power. You there, Dr. Zezeka Mawia is the acting chair of the SA Medical Association. Dr. Mawia, good after, good morning to you, and thank you for your time. So, if you're a doctor, you're treating patients in a critical care ward. You're told in four hours you might not have power. Uh, you might be told you have to move your patients. I can't imagine how difficult, perhaps how dangerous that situation is. Morning, Stephen, with uh, your SAFM listeners. Yeah, indeed, it is. Uh, I don't know who actually came up with that statement. It was quite disturbing when I saw it. And then um, to say that you can move patients in, in four hours. Can you imagine you have got an ICU, patients who are in ventilators, you have got patients who, let's take you have got a, a case like you already put it, a patient who's in theater undergoing an operation. How do you then stop that operation and say this patient must go somewhere else? And you must remember that uh, Charlotte McClack is a tertiary institution. It's unique in its own, on its own. It, it's not like uh, Ellen Joseph or any other institution. The patients who are being nursed there, they are more ill than any other patient. Let alone that you also need the uh, cold storages in the, in, in, in the hospital whereby the medicines, the blood products that they use needs to be stored in a particular temperature. It's not only about moving, moving patients to another place. It's a disaster on its own. And then how many ambulances will you need? Mm. The healthcare workers who are supposed to, to transport those patients. Who's going to nurse those patients? Where are they going to be? Because already the other hospitals are already full. Where are you going to house these patients? And then, like I already said, it's a tertiary institution. You cannot just move patients around to any particular institution, which is a district for that matter. Sure. Dr. Mouwe, I mean, the Gauteng Health Department keeps telling us, we spoke to the MEC about four months ago, we're, they're managing their money properly, they're making improvements, Gauteng hospitals are getting better. Do you see Gauteng hospitals, Gauteng health hospitals getting better? We usually don't see that. Maybe in the near future, I don't know if it will happen. Because at the end of the day is, how did this situation come to, 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 to this end? Because it means there's poor planning. Will it actually, we're actually so many years into democracy, we're still fighting, we're still struggling on a daily basis. Not only counting, by the way, the whole country, the health system is in shambles, it's in a state of disaster. Actually, it's in ICU itself. So at the end of the day, we don't hope that anything will happen. They shouldn't have allowed this situation to happen for each other to be saying uh, reckless statements like, I'm going to switch off electricity, I'm going to do this and that. The planning is very poor. They should have done that, avoided it from the wet go. 
we, do, we wouldn't we wouldn't be in this situation if there was good planning, definitely. Dr. Mawia, thank you. Dr. Zezeka Mawia is the acting chair of the SA Medical Association.